Our first reading for today comes from the book of Acts, chapter 11, the first 18 verses. Now the apostles and the believers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him, saying, Why did you go to uncircumcised men and eat with them? Then Peter began to explain it to them step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa, praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, being lowered by its four corners. And as it came close to me, as I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles, and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, By no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time, the voice answered from heaven, What God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times. Then everything was pulled up again to heaven. At that very moment, three men sent to me from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me to go with them and not to make a distinction between them and us. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them just as it had upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? When they heard this, they were silenced and they praised God, saying, then God has given even to the Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. Our gospel reading for today comes from John 13, verse 31 through 35. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so I now say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. May the Lord add understanding to our hearing of the word. Let us pray.
God who asks us to love one another, hear this prayer. Let my words be spoken and heard in ways that are pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. I like that these two scriptures, the reading from Acts and this reading from the Gospel of John, get paired together in the lectionary. I think the reading from Acts kind of balances out the reading from John. In John, we read about Jesus telling the disciples to love one another. And that is a nice sentiment. That is something that we talk about all the time in churches. Love. Of course we're loving. We are a church. That's just par for the course, right? It's something we don't even have to think about. Which is good because if we did think about it, we might have to face the uncomfortable reality that love is not nearly so easy as we like to think it is. Because love sounds flowery and nice. It is easy for someone to claim that he or she is loving, but how honest are we being with ourselves? What is our real motivation? When we love someone, is it really the selfless, giving love spoken of in scripture, or is it a little more possessive? Is it that we love people that make us feel good or that we want something from? Love seems easy until suddenly it doesn't. Our reading from Acts makes that difficulty very clear. God knows that human beings become less and less comfortable as things expand. We always want to make things smaller, more manageable. But that is why there is this general trajectory throughout Scripture of being more and more inclusive. God has to keep pushing the point. Human beings are incredible at creating all of these reasons that God's love has limits. There are some verses in Paul that lead not only to closed communion, but also the continual splitting and splintering of denominations over the tiniest of differences. People will read our scripture from John for today and say things like, well, Jesus was speaking to the disciples here. When he was saying, love one another, he didn't mean love everyone. But then in Matthew, Jesus says, we're supposed to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. So we hear a bunch of stuff about how love doesn't mean accepting people as they are, Love means trying to change them into people we're more comfortable with and people who, you know, agree with everything we think. But that is what humans want. That's not what God wants. I was thinking about this because on Monday, I participated along with Pastor Matt from fellow Affirming Church St. John's here in Evansville and one of his members in a presentation on faith and LGBTQ plus folks. And I was charged with speaking about the historical connections between faith and these communities. Well, 
The book of Acts is the beginning of that history for Christians. In our reading from Acts for today, Peter has this vision and begins preaching to the Gentiles. He baptizes Gentiles, dirty, unclean, uncircumcised, non-kosher eating, sinful people. And Peter baptizes them in the name of the Jewish Messiah because he recognized that they had already been baptized by the Holy Spirit. Really think about that because I think the intensity of the moment gets lost in modern readings. They don't have to get circumcised. They don't have to start eating kosher. They don't have to go through any ritual cleansing. God loves them. God called Peter to love them and reach out to them. That's enough. That was beyond shocking to Jesus' Jewish first followers. Certainly, I think there are implications for today. There is a correlation between how the Jewish followers of Jesus would have reacted to the Gentiles being welcomed and how some churches still react to LGBTQ plus community today. You know, sort of a, maybe you can come, but only if you completely change and become someone I am comfortable with. And by the way, I have a scriptural basis for my bias, so it's okay. But I want to take this a little more personal today, not into broad things, and just ask, what is love? If we are called by God to love people who are different and even our enemies, then love can't be just warm, fuzzy feelings because that would be impossible. So what is love? Love is how we treat one another. Love is listening. Love is trying to understand. Love is being vulnerable in relationships so that people might change my life and how I look at the world forever. Not just demanding everyone change to make me more comfortable or confident in my positions. For Christians, love is primary. It is essential to our faith, but it is also difficult and it takes practice. To love like God asks us to love doesn't come easy. It didn't come easy for Peter. He needed a grand vision from God. And it doesn't come easy for us. We are so indoctrinated by the world that, and its divisions that they just seem natural. I mean, we can't possibly resolve to love everyone and then just wake up the next day with cuddly feelings for everybody else in the entire world. That doesn't work, and again, that's not what love is anyway. Love seeks understanding and common ground. Love takes practice. It takes work. It demands that we are honest with ourselves about how we feel and what we need. Love is also how God wants us to live, and it is well worth the effort. When we take love seriously, it is a chance to become even closer as a community. It is a chance to become closer to God. It is a chance to move beyond pretty words and lip service and move into the difficult but soul-fulfilling work of God's love. 
that love might seem to be all about giving, but when we live out God's plan, we receive God's joy and peace. And I pray each of you understands this love to be your calling as a member of this community of faith. I pray you experience that love from others claiming Christ in your life. I pray God will grant you understanding and the peace and joy that comes from following the way. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.